Welcome to another episode of Outdoor Ed Fish Camp Hunt. I am Matt Mascarinas. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, today we are going to have episode number three of season three. And today we're going to talk about bait casting reels, conventional reels, multiplying reels, um, round reels, whatever your term or whatever the terms you have heard of these type of fishing reels. Uh, we are going to get into the basics of getting started in picking out one of these reels or even if this uh, this reel is right for you. So um, hang tight. Uh, I, I hope you uh, got a chance to listen to season, or episode two where I went over the basics of a spinning reel, and I would suggest that uh, if you are new to fishing all in general, um, to go check out that episode. It'll kind of give you a, a a foundation or a platform of kind of what we're going to talk about today, but you don't have to. If you just want to hear about bait, bait casting basics, uh, just hang tight, and uh, I'll get into all that good stuff. I'll go through, uh, like I said, what I go through to pick a bait caster, and then I will even pair that up with a uh, rod and what I look to or look for in uh, getting going with those rods. So a lot of info today, a lot of types. Lot, uh, there's a there's a handful of types of bait casting reels that are out there, and um, you know uh, I use about I, I use I would say three of these types of reels. Well, maybe four depends on um, if how much I fish during that season a certain application. But I'll get into all of that. Uh, hang tight, and all, as always, uh, if you do listen to the podcast and you like the podcast, please feel free to subscribe. Uh, but the best thing you can do is leave me a rating and a review. And like I said, also, if you do like it and you want to listen to more, please, uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Um, bait casting from the beginning right here on episode three of season three of outdoor Ed podcast, fish camp hunt. Now, when you finally get into that mindset or that uh, you you finally look at it and you're like, you know what? I want to start throwing bigger baits. I want to start <clears throat> uh, being able to use uh, different applications, you know, and you want to start. You're trying to figure out how do I do that? Or maybe you're standing on the bank and you're you're fishing with your spinning reel, your spinning rod, and you see a, a couple guys across from you or or down the bank, and, and they're throwing spinner baits, and they're th they're using bait casting gear. They're throwing these little these, you know the baits that weigh uh, the lures that weigh you know ounce, half ounce, quarter or three quarter ounce, um, three eighths. You know, there's just there's there's different 
sizes when you start getting heavier to where the spinning rod now if you're you're starting to throw the, or you're starting to use those baits uh whether it be a whether it be some type of a um spinning bait or sp- spinner bait crank bait jig big jig and pig situation you know a bass jig with a skirted bass jig with a with a weed guard and then you're putting a trailer on it that type of jig you know you're kind of getting into that heavier situation to where maybe the spinning rod you have doesn't work out or, or, or it's it's not as it's it's more difficult to throw or to use those kind of size of baits because of how much they weigh and and you have to upgrade your spinning gear Maybe you have your spinning gear all the way upgraded to where you want it. You know, you're in that medium heavy and and you, you have that 35 to 40 size reel. That can handle a lot of the spinnerbait stuff and stuff like that. But over and over again, time, there's a lot of things that you will realize. We're like, man, if I just realize or I just I just go and go buy a bait casting reel and learn how to do it or go talk to that guy or get that that person that is fishing on the bank across from you say, Hey, I'm interested in one of those. How, what, what, what are all those about? Now, if you're, if you're just a, a typical, you know, power bait fisherman, uh, throwing spinners for trout in the rivers, flying bubble type of person, or, or heck just throwing, you know, just using a spinning reels, a spinning rod, or you might not even know that these bait casting reels exist. Now, if you're somebody that's you know plugged into the fishing world, get, wanting to get invest, and 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 you you know that these that they're out there, these bait casting reels. There's another another form of fishing. There's another another thing I can buy, another another uh, 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 rod, another reel I can add to my arsenal. You know all about these, and you might even have your eye on what you want to pick out. When it comes to picking out these bait casting reels, and we're gonna focus right now on kind of the the bass and the pike and the, the bigger game type of fishing, uh, freshwater fish. Now I'm not going to get so far into sea, uh, into saltwater fishing today, because quite frankly, I don't have a lot of experience with those, with that kind of tackle. I don't. So this is going to be the freshwater version. And we're going to kind of focus mainly on freshwater stuff applications we use today. So that's one, that's one way to, look at a bait cast or, or look at, at, at a different way of fishing and say, I might need to invest in a, fi- in a bait casting reel. Another way you look at, and, and, and you can look at, and it be the same thing, and just, just uh, look at a bait casting reel as a line counter reel or a bait, actual bait runner, bait caster round reel. Now, there's, there's, those are the three main varieties that I use. Yeah, I, I mentioned five, I think, that I was going to talk about today. But now that I really think about it, I only use maybe, ma- mainly three varieties of these bait casting round, conventional style, multi- multiple, pl- multiple, uh, multiple reeling l- reels. Now, real quick before I move any further, what does that mean, multiple reeling? What is a bait caster in general and what are the advantages I can get from using or going to a bait casting reel. And like I already mentioned, throwing bigger baits, throwing heavier lures, uh, uh, using, uh, being able to reel a little bit faster, um, bigger line, wider li- diameter line, being able to use heavier, thicker diameter line easier. It's a lot easier on a bait caster when, when you get to 
when you get used to the the functionality and the mechanics of a bait casting reel that that heavier line really comes into play where you can up the ante with the bait caster braided line is another another bait caster you don't necessarily need it as i talked about in the spinning cast episode or the spinning reel episode i should say you don't need a bait casting reel to to uh to be successful to using heavier heavier and thicker diameter line but it helps it helps a lot especially with throwing those heavier lures those heavier baits uh another way an, another reason that you might invest in a a bait casting conventional reel when you get into the line counter situation maybe you're going to start trolling Maybe you, the, the, the walleye bug bit you and you, you, you want to start really investing into trolling and you want to start, um, heck, heck, maybe you're a kokanee fisherman and, and you want to invest in trolling too. Bait casting reels are, are a great investment when, when you're looking to troll for, for any type of fish, whether it's a walleye, pike, uh, trout, uh, kokanee, salmon, lake trout, um, wiper, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, the, those type of type of fish and and i and I, I even seen them in applications where where they're uh catfish as well so that's another type of reel and then like i mentioned a bait runner conventional type of round reel where you have the free fitting spinning spool that you're going to find on the majority of all of these bait casting types of uh, uh reels that's a free spinning spool to where you engage it um, you're, you're either opening, you're either, you're either clicking, clicking, engaging the reel by, by clicking, uh, the casting button, or let's see, you might be, you might even be just loosening the drag. A lot of times, uh, with some of these reels, I don't even, I don't even in, in I don't, I don't even flip open the bail or cause there's, there's even a, a flip on the sides where you can flip over the bail. You can close a bail or I'm, I'm sorry. You can engage the reel and, and disengage the reel. I, I see. I'm talking about a spinning reel. Now the bail, there's no bail, uh, typically on a bait casting or a conventional reel. You engage the bull and you disengage this bull. And remember it's, it's a revolutionary spool. It's, it's, it keeps spinning. It's a free spinning spool. And, so those are the kind of the typically three. And then I even mentioned a bait running type of reel in a spinning version. But in the bait casting world, that's where a lot of this comes from. And you, you even say saying bait caster. When you think of bait casting, you think of I know when I first thought of it, I was like, well, are we just going to be tossing live bait out there? I'm thinking saltwater live bait type of situation. And yes, it could be that for sure. But for the most part. These reels have different and separate applications. Now, like I said, you have your your kind of your lower profile bait casting reels, which you're going to see a lot of your pike guys, your bass fishermen, your wiper fishermen, uh, your your uh, musky fishermen, your even lake trout for the most part. You're going to see those type of reels in that situation. Then you go over into your line counter and 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 uh, conventional reels. That's where you're going to see more of um the braided line lead core line uh the line counter reels you're, you're going to see a lot of a uh, usage out of that when, when it comes to trolling trolling in particular there there are applications where you'll see line counter reels used for uh, vertical jigging so you can you can get down to where you're at to see where these fish are in a kokanee example um a lot of there's some bites where you're just on school a big giant school of kokanee and you're vertical 
and you have to be at the right depth. So having that, that line counter application helps you out tremendously. Now you'll also see walleye anglers and uh, trout anglers using bait casting reels, which you would normally see like a low profile or a bass angler using in, in senses to where they use bottom bouncers or their trolling setups. I have, I have two examples of where I have two bottom bouncer reels and, and then bottom bouncers, you know, uh, that's going to be called that. That's either live bait rigging, rigging, uh, in, in those situations. Now that's a technique specific, uh, for walleye that walleye anglers use. I mean, you can use it with, with trout as well. I've caught, I've used, um, I've drug, uh, worms and power bait on a float, uh, with, for, for trout all the time. So there's different applications. You can use that to where it's easier just to like engage a spool, turn the crank on the reel, and then you engage it back. And if that's a lot easier to maintain your depth, or if you're wanting to keep in contact with the bottom, um, it's a lot easier to, to work with in, in engaging the spool and disengaging the spool with bait casting reels as the, the, as the button is right at your thumb. It's literally right there. Disengage, engage, disengage, disengage, disengage. And there's, there's many, uh, um, reels that, uh, manufacturers that have modified to, to use this type of situation with the flip switch and all that stuff. So those are the, those are what you're going to see. Um, and anybody talks about bay casting reels. Those are a lot of, now I just, I just put a, uh, here, freshwater, freshwater wise, uh, scenarios and applications to where you're going to see these different kind kind of reels that I'm going to talk about today. Now, I'm going to give I'm going to try to get as technical as I can without getting too technical and getting boring and losing everybody. If I haven't lost you already, I understand that there's a lot of information with this stuff, and I'm going to try to do the ba- the best I can from the beginning. But I really feel like it's important to explain. Why you would even why you would even think of purchasing a bait casting reel? Why you would even think of 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 going down that route? And these are some of the reasons why you would do that. Now let's start out with what everybody would kind of go into, and that is you know a low profile bait casting reel that is that's uh, they're very sleek. Um, the, the ones that you can see nowadays they're they're extremely small. Like they, I remember they used to be. A lot bigger and the smaller ones were hard to find now the smaller the the bigger kind of more uh, bulkier ones are a little bit more difficult or uh they're not as big and 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 i'll explain why bigger and smaller matter um but because it's very it's very similar to how you would pick out a spinning reel um in certain cases not in most cases or all cases in certain cases though so with those those lower profile bait casting reels, what you're look what you're gonna get out of those are just the comfortability and uh, being able to hold it in, in your palm. Now, and that, like I said, that's just comfortability. There's really nothing to the size of it outside of you'll realize that when you start using these reels more often, how how comfortable and how um, how uh, what's the word I'm trying to say. Uh, just, just the use, the, the functionality and, and the wear and tear, the, the, the fatigue that you would go through if, if you were using a bigger, uh, bulkier type of bait casting reel. So you will notice that the more you get, the better you get with, the more you use your bait casting reel and the better you get with it. You'll understand where a lower profile, maybe you need to switch brands. 
Uh, different companies, different manufacturers make different styles, and maybe you need to figure that out too as well. So that's what you're going to run, run into when you're looking to pick out. For me, when you're picking out, let's let's just say that you are going from trout fishing, you're catching big rainbows, big brown trout, and you want to up the ante, you want to start chasing some bass, or you're already chasing bass, but you want to add that element of a bait casting reel because you want to have just one setup for one application, or you just want to start using a bait casting reel. The way I pick out my bait casting reels are if I have a manufacturer or a company that I have spent time with, or I, I am familiar with their rods and their reels uh, from the spinning side, I'm for sure going to look into the bait casting reel and give them an opportunity just because I have been, you know, I have that kind of, I, I, I trust in their spinning reels. I like what they do, whatever manufacturer that is. That's kind of where I'll look. Now, with the power of the internet, the power of Google, the power of YouTube, you can look up any bait caster out there and see reviews, uh, see what they look like, see, see how they like them. And you can even do that on various uh, sites to where you can order these reels. You can see rating and reviews there. Now, it used to be where if you were spending under $100 on a bait casting reel, you were putting yourself in, in the beginning to so start out. This is the start out. Now, this is totally different than what I suggested or I even talked about with the spinning reel edition. Spinning reel, I always preach, say, get, get what you can get and get out there and fish. That's all you need to do. Worry about buying the expensive stuff later. Worry about investing into quality equipment later on. Just buy the stuff, get out there and go. In this situation, I look at bait casting as a step up. I look at bait casting as a graduation. So in this sense, it used to it used to be this way. It used to be this way 100%. If you spend $100 or more on a bait casting reel, you will get a good reel. Doesn't matter the manufacturer. Yes, some manufacturers at that price range could be better than others, but for the most part, your top end or the best reel that you can get from a bait casting scenario would be starting out at that $100 range. Now, again, I am saying this as you are making that investment. You are taking a next step into your angling uh, life, your angling, um, <laughs> your story, however you want to put your, 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 uh, your, whatever you're doing in the angling world for you, however that looks, you're taking the next step when you are purchasing a baitcaster. That's how I look at it. And that's how I hope that you all too, you are too as well. So so money and investing money in this situation shouldn't be too big of a deal because you're already heading down that road anyway. Now, when you're picking out a baitcasting reel now, and I'm talking like 10, 15 years ago, hell, maybe even 20 years ago when I bought my first baitcasting reel, Spending $100 or more meant you were getting a better quality reel that you wouldn't have to worry about breaking on you. You wouldn't have to worry about the drag breaking on you. You wouldn't have to worry about all that good stuff uh, going bad on you with a under $100 reel because you were just learning how to use it to begin with. So you don't want all that other stuff to break down. Now, the Anatomy of a bait casting reel of a low profile bait casting reel can vary from manufacturer, but typically you're going to have the reel. Now you need to figure out also if you generally now, now in my case, I am at 
I can't even say the word. I was I was practicing this word, but I knew I was going to get scared. Absolute. Ab, ab, I can't say it, but I can fish with. I, I can reel with both my right and my left hand. So picking a real side is not really that important to me. Yes, I have a side that I favor more than other, but I really can fish with either. Now, if you're picking a baitcaster out, you got to remember what side do you typically reel with? What hand do you reel with when you're using a spinning reel? Baitcasting reels, you can't switch the handles like you can with a spinning reel. The spinning reel, you can always, you can take that handle and you can switch it to wherever you like. Now with the baitcaster, where the handle's at, where the handle's is going to stay. So make sure you either go to the store or you play with somebody else, one of your friends, uh, if they have a right-handed or left-handed, if you typically reel left-handed with a spinning reel or right-handed, make sure you get that same thing with your baitcaster because you can't change it. Now, if you want to experiment and you want to, if you reel left-handed but right-handed with a, with a baitcaster, that's fine. Do that. That's that's like with me. I just whatever's comfortable for me that day, I'll pick it up and go with it. It's it's not a bit. I got, I I don't even pay attention to it half the time. I just grab whatever I want, whatever I need. I'll grab that reel and I'll roll with it. Doesn't matter to me, but it might matter to you. And I would I would guess that it does matter to you. So figure that out as well. Now typically you're going to have a reel. You're going to have a drag system, which is on the reel. It's going to be a star drag system, which is basically going to be right uh, inside that reel handle. Hopeful, a lot of times, they're all one piece. The reel handle and the drag system, they do one nut. They can un and do take off the whole thing. The drag is an external drag on the outside. It's not connect, connected to the spool as you would think it would be a spinning reel. Now, yes, you can in in theory you can turn that spin that 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 spool over in a bait casting reel and you can have the drag on top and it'd be very similar to a spinning reel in theory but that's not the way it works with this free spinning spool that spool and that drag system is not attached to it like it would be in a spinning reel it's a little bit different because of the gear system that is that is in that that bait casting reel that makes that a uh, free spinning spool spin now with this spool the way it is in the free spinning spinning spool, another advantage that presents itself to bait casting uh, using a bait caster is the is the revolutions in the turn on the on the line. You can get a seven to one, six to three. There's all these gear ratios. And now, now I said when it comes to a spinning reel, don't get too caught up in that stuff until you get until you get to a certain level to where that matters to you. Uh, because the application, because of the way you real di different scenarios to where I'm sure we will get to at some point and someday. Uh, but right now just understand that, that those, when I talk about those gear ratios, when I said that in a spinning reel, I wasn't really, really too, 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 um, I, I guess I really didn't get dig into it as much because like I said, I don't look as much into that gear ratio with a spinning reel in the beginning with when it when you're first starting at to as much as I do with the bait casting reel. Now, if you were buying purchasing a bait casting reel, understand the lower the number is going to be the slower. So if you're buying a five to one, a five to three, a six to one, a six to three, those are going to be kind of the five to one is going to be in that slower retrieval category. So more cranks, more turns on the reel are, are, are going to need to bring that reel, that, that lure back. If you get up into that six, three, that six, and then up into the sevens categories, that's going to get that reel and that bait faster back to you. Now, what does that matter? 
Well, it can matter a whole lot to where if you get into a scenario, if you're fishing a crankbait, if you're fishing a swim bait, or if you're fishing a jig, how fast do you want that bait to get back to you? If you're some people, for example, they like to fish jigs on a faster, higher retrieval, on a faster gear ratio, on a faster speed, seven to one, seven in the seven, something like that, or even a high six. Now, what that does and why some people like to do that is that they want to get that bait back to them so they can get back in the water or they want to get back, catch up back to that bait to fill that bite. When they fill that bite, catch up to that bait to set the hook. A lot of times in your bass fishing, especially in a jig scenario, you feel the tick, tick, you reel down, set the hook. If you, if you're using a slower retrieval, that tick, tick, you reel down, you're going to maybe lose that time to get that fish to set the hook. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So that's why a lot of guys like to have that higher gear ratio. That's one scenario. Another scenario is maybe you are retrieving a crankbait or a swim bait and you want to get that. The, the fish want that bait retrieved at a fast, high rate. Well, if you're using a, a higher gear ratio, then, um, a higher speed, then you're looking at getting that bait fast back to you. And you really don't have to crank a lot on the reel. Now, in that scenario, if you are using a lower gear ratio, then you're kind of looking at, well, you have to reel faster to get that bait back to you. Some people in some scenarios, if they want to, if they want to have that bait reeled back to them at a certain speed, but they know that they can't manually do it, then they'll, then they'll, that's when they'll utilize that, that gear ratio with the, with, with the type of retrieval speed that they want to do with that certain type of bait. If they want a faster one, they'll go with a faster one. Or if they want a slower one, but they know they can speed up that, that real, real handle to get it back to them, they'll go with a slower one. There's a lot of advantages and disadvantages, but you have to figure out what works best for you. That's kind of where you're going to look at when it comes to picking out those gear ratios. In my mind, if you're picking out a beginning, a beginner Real, go with something in the sixes, six, one, six, three, six, four, stay there. You're in the medium. If you have to go faster, you can go faster. It's, it's going to help you. If you're jig fishing, it's still enough to get that back, uh, to get that line back before you set the hook. I mean, there's a lot of advantages just to having a good medium, uh, gear ratio. Now, if you're looking at the, um, the sizes of the reels, yeah, it's, it's does in, in some sense kind of go the same with the spinning reels, but in most bait casting reels, you're either looking at a, at like a 30 or a 40 or a 50 or a 60. There's not a lot of real options between small size and larger size. You either have a large and a, an extra large, or you have a medium and a, and a large. So that's kind of what you're going to look with the bait casting reels as far as picking out the size of them. Now, there's um, there's ways that you can, like if you want to again with the spool size you know, the bigger the reel, the bigger the spool, that's where you're going to look at, you know, piling that big, a lot of that braided line on a lot of that, uh, uh, larger diameter line. That's when you're kind of looking at targeting, you know, you want no stretch. So you're, so you're, 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 um, punching lily pads or you're punching grass, let's say, and you want zero stretch. So you want to put a, put a, a higher, uh, or you don't want any, I mean, you, you get, there's a lot of stuff that you're dealing with down there. You're dealing with uh, grass, you're dealing with, could be branches, could be stickups, could be, you know, uh, really weak willows, whatever you're doing, you might need some type of a goat rope scenario is what they call it. And you want that higher, thicker diameter line. So you're going to go for that bigger spool and you're going to go for that bigger reel. 
a lot of the bigger uh, people that use those bigger reels are throwing the bigger baits as well. Uh, they're putting those on big rods and they're putting those on, you're saying swim baits mostly with those guys with those big reels of big spools. Not saying you can't. So one thing when it comes to the bait casting reels, yeah, sure, there may be some baits that are too much for the gear system when you're reeling it back in. They might have too much drag in the water and it might ruin those gears. So you might want to bump up, especially if you're digging into the swim bait situation. You got to be cognizant of that as well. So definitely the similar similarities to if you're selecting a spinning reel, the size of the spool, uh, could you could look at it and going with the size of the bait and the size of the line that you want. More, you're throwing a bigger, heavier bait. You're getting that bigger reel. Going to be more legit, you know, gears in there that can handle uh, reeling a bait like that in. And even if you get into those big, those big uh, Toro, those big giant um, Tatulas, uh, what are they? The, there's some, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of those um, brand names that are out there that those beasts, the Toro beast, Abu Garcia has a couple Toro, Toro beasts, uh, just those big giant sloppy reels that are made for those big baits and those big fish all around. So uh, that's, it's, it's very similar to picking out a spinning reel. Now, what I suggest when you're picking out your first bait casting reel uh, with with all this information that I gave you. And I, like I said, I hope I did. I tried to go as simple and easy as I could with not giving you too simple of things that you can't just Google, but giving you little insider information. Here's another insider tip as well. When you buy your first bait, first bait casting reel, look at getting inexpensive line i'm not going to say cheap line i'm not going to say you know the the i don't know the zebco 10 pound a raging cajun line i'm not going to suggest going buying that stuff because you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage in general when you're buying that type of line there's nothing wrong with if you're going to use it for dunking bait power bait stuff like that or hell, if you're even going to use it to practice, I would suggest using it to practice. If you're going to use that line, you have some line laying around, sure, use it to practice. Whatever line you use, make sure it's inexpensive and it's not a, a, a you know, high dollar fluorocarbon, a high dollar braid that you're putting on that line. Although I do not discourage uh, learning how or, or putting braid on your, on your, um, on your bait casting reel in the beginning. I do not discourage that. One thing that I will do and I will tell you and I suggest that you do that it'll make it very, very, very uh, easier on you, life easier on you, your hair, you don't pull it out, you won't freak out and break things is to pull out uh, basically the when you get a bait casting reel, the first thing you do, you're going to put the spool on it, you're going to put the line on it. Let's let's start from there. OK, I would suggest again, like I did with spinning reels. So have the wherever you purchase this reel from hopefully you can get it from a, from a from a store if that works if not i know it's kind of difficult nowadays might have to order it see if you can get them to put line on it if you can if not make sure you youtube how to put line in which way to put line on a bait caster because remember there's different ways that the that that this that the line comes off the spool and if you put it on wrong, and especially with a spinning reel, 
you can really have a bad day and put the line on backwards. Well, with the bait casting reel, it's almost very similar, but you have to do it basically opposite of a spinning reel. So whatever way you put that spinning reel on, you got to put it the opposite way with the bait casting reel. Typically, that uh, that bait casting reel, if you're, if you're looking at the spool, that's, that line is going to come from the top of the spool from a bait caster and the bottom from a spinning reel. So that's one way to think about it. Or you can look at, you're looking at the label and you're not looking at the label. So that's another trick that I would think about too. Or that's another, that's something that I would, I would tell either the person that's putting it on. Hopefully they know that if they don't kind of remind them and hell Google it. If you forget, just Google, which way does a, does the line come off the spool for a, if you're loading a bait caster, which way does the line come off the spool? If you're loading a spinning reel, remember that do not forget. Now you put that bait caster on the spool. Basically what you, or you put the line on that bait caster. What I would suggest you would do, there's braking systems inside that reel. Now, I would suggest you leaving that alone at first. Typically, these, these bait casting manufacturers come with two of those brakes engaged. Now, I'm getting a little advanced on you right now, but I just want to let you know because you might see it. Somebody might tell you about it. Leave them alone in the beginning. Leave them alone. The main thing that you need to do is you need to tighten down that spool tension which is right next to the drag, like I mentioned earlier, where that drag is right on the reel handle. Typically, that spool tension is right next to there. What that does is that slows down the spool, and it, and it, and it makes it a little bit, uh, it, it, it tightens it up a little bit so that spool's not as fast coming off when you engage it. Tighten down the drag even. Uh, in a lot of scenarios, you got to tighten that down that drag. You want that to be as tight as you can so you can understand and learn how to use your thumb when you first start casting it. Now, after you do all that, pull off, I would say, what you would think would be a long cast. Maybe 50 yards in the beginning, you know, maybe that. Um, whatever you think would be a long cast or a good cast. Then I would take some electric tape, some duct tape, some hockey tape. I used hockey tape, electric tape. And I would put that tape underneath the line where the where the where under on on the spool underneath the line. So if the line's feeding through the eyelet or or through the uh, the guide of the reel, put that put that piece of tape underneath that line where that's coming out. Now what that's going to do is you're going to bird's nest repeatedly throughout your entire life fishing with a bait casting reel. It never stops. It never gets better. It gets better to where you don't do it as much. And it's, and it's real easy to pick out because you've done it before or, you know what you did. So you, you're seeing it coming. There's a lot of things that you can do. Um, the better you get with it, but you're always going to do it. You're always going to have bird's nest. You're always going to have professional overcast. That's what we call them. So if by you putting in some, some of my reels, I still have that on there. Just because I don't want to deal with it all day long. Because it will happen. It doesn't take much for it to happen. A wind gust while you're during the middle of a cast will blow your spool up. Uh, just a, maybe you're maybe you didn't get enough, or maybe you didn't get you got too much on a spool. Maybe you you nudged your spool when you were using when you switched lures. Because sometimes with a heavier lure, a heavier bait, you don't need to have that spool tension as as tight as you would with a lighter bait. So these are things you're going to have to look and figure out. But with that tape that's on there, all that's going to get ruined on your spool is the, is the amount of line that's already out. 
And typically what you can do is you can clip that and start over. And so what this does though, is it, is it helps, it doesn't help you in getting better at picking out line or getting, picking out bird's nest. It, it, there is something to learning how to be a good bird's nest picker. It is, it really is. So there's that opportunity too. If you don't want to do that, if you want to learn how to pick out bird's nest all day, don't put the tape in there. But if you want to get better at casting, learn how to pick bird's nest out a couple other or some other time, put that tape in there, roll with the tape. Now, like I mentioned, bird's nest, you're probably thinking, what's a bird's nest? And I, I may have skipped that part too, but a bird's nest is basically what's going to happen with your with this free spinning spool. If you don't stop that spool, the spool is going to keep spinning. So it's either going to have to stop either by your thumb or by engaging the reel. And typically you're, you're going to have to use, learn how to use that with your thumb in the beginning until you figure out the right uh, uh, weight of the lure line and then how you cast combination. And then you adjust the spool tension, the drag, and then you get into the gears and then you get into to, to adjusting the brake system. If you're real, like a lot of these reels now have a brake system, like I mentioned in the beginning. But I strongly suggest you learn how, learn the basics of the reel. Whatever manufacturer you get, learn the basics of that reel. Try to learn as much as you can about it. And then, like I said, tighten everything down. Tighten the spool down. Don't mess with the brakes. Leave them the way they are. And Or if they're an outside brake control, tighten it all the way down. Start off to where you can just get the, okay, this is just, okay, now I let it go. Okay, good here. Okay. Drop it back here. Let it go with my thumb. Stop it with my thumb. Okay, got it good. Get used to doing that. The more you get used to doing that, the more you'll get used to to to. Okay, now I can I can throw I can I can use it because what's going to happen is you're going to have your favorite bait. Mine was a jig and a spinner bait. Those are my two favorite baits. I didn't have a lot of confidence in using or throwing anything else besides those two baits for at least the first two one or two years when I was using a bait caster. I mean, I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. Then after that, it blew, it, it got bigger. I was using jerk baits, started using jigs, uh, smaller jigs, swim baits, and then graduated into more things, jerk or uh, uh, soft jerk baits, soft plastics, just all into that stuff. So in the beginning, you know, I would, I would, I would focus on probably using, using a bait casting reel for spinner baits, lipless crank baits you know, jigs, jig and pig situation, you know, uh, a, a, a bass jig with a skirt, uh, weed guard and a, and a trailer. I would start using those three kind of, kind of baits, a spinner bait, lipless crankbait, because they're going to be the heaviest. You can cast a lipless crankbait in the wind, like a bullet. You'll still have issues, but you can do it. A spinner bait again, heavy. You're typically looking at half ounce to one ounce and just start out there. I would, that's what I would start out with those kind of bait casting reels now real quick before we close down this episode this has kind of gotten long i usually try not to go too long so i don't want to lose everybody but uh we'll get into the that that was just that's just the basics of picking out a, a, a reel uh i gave you everything you need to know the basics of the building a fun a foundation right now i didn't go over any manufacturers because that's all that's all on your your preference uh, I, you can, you can't go wrong. I mean, you really can't go wrong when you're starting out, when you get, when you start getting into, you know, dialing things in, dialing your bait casting game in, that's when you can start to get picky. That's when you can start to get, uh, you know, start, hey, I kind of like the way these bait casters are than these ones. 
I love Fluger spinning reels. I don't like Fluger baitcast reels. Abu Garcia, I love both of their stuff. Shimano, I love all their stuff. Eagle Claw, I, I love their spinning reels. I don't really have good experience with their baitcasting reels. Same thing, right, McGill? That's that's just, you know, uh, Daiwa. Same same deal with Daiwa. Same deal with Daiwa. I, 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 I enjoy their, their baitcasting reels. I'm the opposite, but I don't really, you know, like their spinning reels. Quantum. There's just all these manufacturers that are out there that that I, I just really think it's on you and to figure out your personal preference on what to pick out when it comes to manufacture. Now, real quick, when you put a reel, when you put these reels on a rod, one thing you got to remember is that stay stay in that seven foot to six and a half foot range. Now, these rods are going to start probably out at medium to medium heavy. Now, again, stay there. Medium, medium, heavy. I wouldn't go to think too much into the fast to the slow, moderate action. Just stay with the medium to medium heavy. You want a little bit more of a flimsy rod that can help you and give you more, um, I guess, I guess kind of sore. Well, maybe not really, but it could be more forgiving if you have a little bit flimsy rod while casting. In the beginning, learning the basics and learning the mechanics of casting the reel are more important than the fish. And you'll see what I mean. You might pick it up really easy and you might not even matter, but there might there is a learning curve on the mechanics and how to use it. A bait casting reel. There are. Now we're going to get into more pitching and flipping and stuff like that later on in, in later episodes. And when the YouTube channel launches, you'll have videos on there showing you how to do that there. So I'm not going to worry too much about that now. But uh, I would stay with, like I said, between that six, six and a half to seven foot on the rod, medium, medium, heavy. Stay there. Don't don't get too cutesy on that as well. And also, like I mentioned before in the beginning, there's other types of reels. You know, I'm going to touch on the, the line counters real quick because I know that there that could be somewhere you're say you're a walleye fisherman. You want to start really getting to trolling or kokanee and stuff like that and and it is a bait casting reel of of uh, basically the same thing so with these reels these line counter reels they are a conventional round reel with a line counter on it and like i said before when you use these type of reels they're different the way you engage the spool is different you're using a little switch on the side they're not really made for casting although you can cast them but they aren't really made for casting. They're made to let the line out and close and to engage the spool and disengage the spool. That's about it. Now there are some that do have but that buttons, but some of them they're just a handle that you click and click and, and unclick on the side. So the purpose of the line counter reel is just that to count the line, feed a line back. When you're in a trolling scenario, trolling situation, Especially if you're trolling planer boards or you're trying to dial in a bite for for walleye, you want to know how far back that that lure is, and because that that tells you how deep that's going to dive. If you're trolling crank baits, if you're trolling whatever type of bait you're using, knowing how far it is back from the boat or from your reel helps out a lot. And also, if you're using planer boards, say you're running, you're you're going. You're going to you're, say, say you're going a short, a short distance and you're going 20, you're going 20 and 60 and 20 is 60 means that at 20 feet back on the reel counter, you're attaching the planer board. Then, then you're letting that back out to 60 foot and you're, that's where you got the planer board. 
or you're going, you're letting it out 60 foot and then you're attaching the planer board and letting it go out 120, 150 foot to get the planer board away from the boat. Pike fishing. That's how we do it. Pike fishing. You put out that planer, you put out the bait at 60 or 40 feet back. It gets down to the depth where you want it. And then you put the planer board way the hell out there to get it away from the boat. We wouldn't know how to do that. You wouldn't know where, where it was. You couldn't be as accurate, let's just say, if you didn't have the line counter reels. Nowadays, um, they make bait casting reels. They make hybrids, which I bought a couple this season, that have digital line counters on them, and they're also low-profile bait casting reels. So you can basically essentially take those off, cast with them, use them, uh, cast some baits with them, and then throw some trolling baits on and troll them. But they have the line counter situation on them too, so... Those are the advantages to a line counter situation. We'll get into more too, is I'm sure, when we, when we get into a trolling segment. But um, that's basically how you know I go about bait casting and round reels, uh, conventional bait casting reels. It's uh, just a little snapshot, and and it's just to get a foundation under your foot, uh, just to get uh, or under your feet, I should say, just to get settled in and kind of a way I go way, the way I went about it and the way I I kind of instruct people to go about it now. On learning how to be a bait casting, a bait cast guru, <laughs> I should say. Um, I'm not an expert, you know, as far as the mechanics of taking those things apart and what's what and what's not what and where everything goes. I can clean out what needs to be cleaned and do what I need to do with it. But, you know, I, I do know the basics of the bait casting reel and I do know how to apply those to where to help me be successful out in the water. And if you do the same thing, if you, if you go through the steps, you know, and and build yourself a foundation and you can do the same thing. Uh, bait casting reels can really up your game and up the things that you do out there on the water where it comes to, like I mentioned, pitching, flipping, being accurate with your cast, uh, flip casting, uh, uh, under, uh, under roll. Uh, there, I mean, there's so many ways that there's so many terms that you can use well when it comes to using a bait caster and the things you can do with it that um, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. So, but that's on you to figure all that stuff out. I'm gonna do my best to give you little segments here and there on things that I that I've done to uh, 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 become a better bait casting fisherman or a better bait casting user. To where now I don't even think twice. I just pick it up, start going with it. Um, but um, that that's that's the basic thing I say is just practice. Well, like with anything, reps get reps in and practice. So, I uh, hope that helps out. <laughs> Like always, I, I I suggest if you if you want to get a hold of me, okay, I I, I don't have an email yet. I, I mean, I do, but we're in the process of kind of making this all streamlined, you know. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, the best place you can do that is go to Facebook or go to Instagram. It's Outdoor Ed uh, Fish Camp Hunt on either of those platforms. Friend me, like like me, add me, whatever it is, and then if you have any questions, send me a message there. I'll be I'll be sure to help you out. Uh, I'll do the best I can to help you out, point in the right direction. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode today. A little bit long one, so apologize if it's long-winded. I hope it helped out. If you have more questions, if you want me to touch in, get deeper into more stuff, let me know. Go, Like I said, go find me on the Instagram. Go find me on the Facebook and uh, send me a message, and I will try to do my best to help you out or point you in the right direction at least. Coming up on the next episode, episode four, we will be getting into budget gear. Uh, all-around budget gear for your outdoor needs. And again, a budget doesn't mean cheap, but it does mean people who are on a budget like 
well, let's all say it, we're probably all on a budget. So I will tell you how I navigate or go through how I navigate purchasing gear, outdoor gear that could be expensive otherwise on a budget. So other than that, thank you for joining me today. Please leave me a rating, a review. And if you like the show and if you want to hear more, please don't hesitate. Feel free to subscribe. Thank you very much. I am Matt Mascarinas. There it is. There it was. Y'all have a good day. And remember, just get outside. Just get outside and do it. Get those reps in.